Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. It's Kafua 3. Coming for you for weekly 3. Kafua 3. Kafua 3. Welcome along to Kafua 3. Catchy, oh, isn't it? Yeah, that's really going to take off that. I think that's going to be huge. Not as huge as me calling it now the Descant, which is now what it's going to be called. Yeah, that was interesting, wasn't it? Kafua 3 is good, though. Uh, yeah, I've had I've had a comment from my friend Alison that it was uh, <laughs> she was upset by it. And you know that's the most important feedback of all. An actual friend of mine who listens to this podcast and regularly gave me feedback. During the height of lockdown, I'd, we'd walk past, obviously massively social distanced, and she'd just heckle me in the street with retorts and, and feedback on the mm. podcast. I'll tell you what is good, though, based on what you've told me about Alison before. Mm. Uh, it's good that she got to the descant section because that was fairly heavily, deeply buried into the episode. And Yeah, uh, but that's because her baby kit is not sleeping properly. So mm. I'd imagine Alison fell asleep, you know, the usual six minutes in. Mm. Usually she can she can sort of put up with about one of my anecdotes, and then which is going to be because when we do eventually socially see each other again, maybe you know some sort of dinner scenario with all the friends and the pals, I'm going to start talking, which happens. She's going to she's going to fall asleep. Muscle memory will kick in. <laughs> she, fall well, this is the problem I found doing the daily podcast because mm. uh, I'd say a handful of my friends are tuned in, and, and by a handful I mean literally the number you can count on one hand. Mm-hmm. But uh, the ones that had, uh, at least two or three of them, are the sort of people I would talk to every day, and I just had nothing to offer in terms yeah. of content because when you're talking for half an hour, forty minutes every day, that's it. Yeah. That's all that's going on in your life is yeah. everything that's happening. You're saying in that podcast, but it's also quite useful that because if someone says, "How are you, Dave?" you know, you can just say uh, podfollow.com/slash/cabinfever. <laughs> yeah, but the amount of times when you're like, oh, oh it'd be nice to catch up with my friend tonight. And they're like, so what have you been up to? And you've begun, oh, so I got some plants. Like, yeah, I heard it on the podcast. Like, cool, that's, that's that one. Uh, hey, how, how are your plants? Down. What's going on with the plants? Oh, plant update. Mm, yes, please. Uh, well, actually, I've got, I've got a lot of uh, uh, updates for you garden-wise, actually. Oh, really? Uh, so plant-wise, I'd say 80% solid. Everything's alive and blooming. I want to know about the 20%. Yeah, one tree. Well, it's probably less than 20%, but I can't be asked doing the maths. One in about seven it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, one it very much died. Completely died. Absolutely oh. died. All the leaves fell off, started to go brown. Oh, but no. here's the thing, Tom. Here's yeah. the thing I learned about gardening. Oh, my God. So I was trying to work out why. Couldn't couldn't get this one bay tree to live. Couldn't mm. couldn't water it too much or too little. Couldn't get the right balance. All of the above. Right. I was reading, you know, I'm saying this like I'm Alan Titchmarsh and I tried everything. I tried watering it a bit less and a bit more that they're the only <laughs> variants that i could really think of what what could i change about this tree yeah. uh, apart from water literally nothing well i mean go on off the top of your head tell me uh light 
Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so they were, soil, they were, what type of soil it's sitting in. Okay. Um, how okay. much you talk to it, what songs you sing to it. Because you know what? Talking to plants helps. Shall I tell you why? Uh, tell me why you think it helps. Because yeah. if you talk right up to a plant, if you go right up to a plant and give it the full halitosis treatment, you're breathing carbon dioxide on it, aren't you? Hello, plant. Oh, I see. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, you're basically giving it air food. And coronavirus. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's travelled to plants yet. That's a good question. So go on. So what did you do with the plant, the, the tree that died? I'm sort of picturing you and Cornelius now doing a sort of Sherlock Holmes and Watson, trying to trying to establish the cause of death. Uh, no, well, I, I should say for the record that Sarah Cribb uh, was heavily influential in the solution to this problem because she is the only one with any sort of vague gardening experience. Yeah. Um, and if she listens to this episode, which she will, and I don't give her the credit, she will make my life hell. To be fair, so she listens to this episode because you're recording it in her room. So <laughs> yes, that's why she, she listens. listens. Uh, just sat behind me yeah. as it is. Get out of my bedroom. Yeah. Um, but no, so turns out one solution and the green fingered amongst you listening will be have been shouting this out for a while is uh repot it in a bigger pot oh hello you give it some larger shoes give it some bigger shoes because its feet are all squished yes you don't no one wants a concubine you, you know you know those remember that from years ago did you ever read wild swans that book about no. about chinese concubines awful they, they had their feet bound Bit, oh, no. Sorry, mate. A bit bleak there. So you were you really bleaked up this dead plant story. Yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> so, so got so you so you you put it in some new shoes. Got some new shoes. Got some new compost. Repotted it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It started to grow back again. Oh god, Dave! Any music, Dave? Any music? It started to grow back again. The green shoots, Dave. The green shoots. Uh, yeah, the shoots are turning green. There's leaves back on it now. Yeah, yeah. Nature's finding a way, Dave. Nature is healing in my back garden. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of anything else that's happened, but it's basically just that. It's just that is your life. <laughs> if somebody said to you in February, just so you know, mid-July, you're going to do a podcast, and that's going to be your headline anecdote. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Not against it, mate. And Alison's gone to sleep. Well done. Well done, everyone. Well done. So, yeah, feeling pretty... Uh, chipper at the moment with the, the plant situation. Also, currently investigating, Tom, mm. artificial turf. Artificial turf. Now, here are my thoughts on artificial turf. I know a lot of uh, people, a lot of my fellow breeders who have spawned uh, humans have got artificial turf because you don't need to mow it. I mean, you can mow it, but it will not grow back. No. It's a real it's a real sort of one-off mow, that one. Um but you it's, a, it's a heavy investment that in in, in, yeah. in wanting to mow the lawn, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Just fancy a mow. Just pop a couple of grams with a turf down yeah. and uh, give it a mow. I'll give it a mow. One man went to mow and that was the end. Um, <laughs> so don't do that. But a lot of people have done it for their kids and a lot of people swear by it. However, however, Dave, there are ecological impacts to be thought of, to be considered. Because it's all, uh, uh, often fake... Uh, grass is just very plasticky and there's research that says and in fact i've seen this with my with my eyes and when you make when they make plastic versions of grass or bushes there's there's a house near me that's put all ghastly plastic vine leaves down the side right and only the other day i saw with my eyes a bee sort of flying around the vine leaves thinking hey here we go i'm on the vine man there's going to be some good stuff over here and because it's plastic there's nothing there and it's just it's all a little bit polar bear on a melting ice cap but if that's what you want dave over to you it's sort of like teasing the bees, is it? You're, you're teasing the bees, yeah. You're bee teasing. Yeah, and you sh- don't don't tease a bee. You know what I mean? <laughs> hang on, hang on. Go on. Are you 
It's not very becoming of our quite sophisticated... Oh, and, is it low... Uh, have you gone... Respectful podcast. But, no, in, in fairness... In, yeah, I know, but in fairness, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to say... Is it a bit of a prick tease, would you say? Why a prick tease? Because the, the bees, bees have got... Bees have got oh, a sting. A bit real. I don't know. I'm thinking about a bee's penis, to be honest, Dave. It's very well, early it's the on. sting. The sting's the prick, isn't it? Like a needle. No, it's not really. It's not. It's, you know what I mean? It's not my. It's not my humour. That Dave. It's not where I'm at. Really. All right. Let, let me try and pitch a joke that's more you. Go on. Uh, a bee shitting everywhere. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> oh, imagine a bee shitting itself. That would be a good, good episode of the brand. I hope you all enjoyed tracking my uh, very high discomfort in making that joke, but also. Uh, just, I just, it just, it was just there, and I just, I just had to. And you'd come to my level eventually, Dave. I knew. Yeah. So, so hang on. So, are you going to put some artificial turf in the back backyard? Well, I think so. So, I went over to my friend's house the other night, and uh, they've got a lovely artificial lawn, and it's an absolute delight. I know they look nice. Yeah. I sat on it. Didn't even realise it wasn't real grass. I mean, I didn't really think about it, but then when it was pointed out to me, I was like, oh yeah, it's basically. A decent substitute. Yeah. Um, Good for and, football uh, as well, for when you want a spontaneous game of five-a-side, just with you well, and Cornelius. Exactly. Very, I mean, five-a-side is tricky with just two people, but um, mm. we can make it work. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm investigating that option at the moment, Tom. That's all I'll say to you. Well, listen, Dave, will you keep us up to date, please? Because you know how I feel about things like this. It's highly compelling to know exactly what happens with Dave Cribb and the backyard. That is Great. I mean, that is a, yeah. That's an, we'll do an extended episode of Cabin Fever um, to, to find out what goes on. It's very expensive, though, isn't it? Uh, not it's it, it's not cheap and it's not expensive. I'd say, right? It's it's not cheap. It's definitely not cheap. Okay. Uh, and there's lots of propaganda around about sort of like, well, if you imagine how many times you have to re-turf your lawn and do all the buy all the stuff to keep the lawn mm. going over ten years, it's really very cheap. You know, it's all yeah. there's all that from the companies. But um, okay. yes, but you know, you know me because I do you know very well. You know you. Yeah, yeah I do. Oh, not quite so well. Can't really put a price on uh, not having to do anything ever. Yes, you know what I mean? huge like, fan. The lawn's of that. there. Do I have to? Do I have to mow it? No. Do I have to fertilize it? No. Do I have to do anything to it? Is it just going to look nice all the time? Yeah. Uh, absolutely sold. Take my money. This is the problem with this podcast, Dave. Is that we're doing it once a week, and yet st- just the once a week, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake! You remember, <laughs> like we did it every day, and I was abs- I was gladly mowing the podcast lawn every day, and now we've got this artificial turf of once a week, and when we just have to sort of turn up and give it a quick brush yeah. or maybe a Hoover, I'm like, oh, it's routine, isn't it? That's the thing; mm. it is routine, habit forming. This is what we need to do. If you want to be a successful person, you need you need a daily habit of being creative, and that is a it's just a massive pain in the ass. That's the problem. Exactly. You, need, you need to get up and write. It's what people. I tell you who started doing this. Richard Herring talks about this. I know he. I think he maybe has a slightly more niche, fringy podcast than us. But he does. Yeah. He gets up and he writes for two hours every day before he's done anything else. That's insane, mate. Uh, can't be asked for that. Can't be asked. Got nothing to say. <laughs> no, I mean exactly. Exactly. Imagine two hours just writing about your, you know, fake grass. Um, so talking of um, talking of mowing the lawns, I mowed my own lawn this week. Let me very quickly expand on that before anyone thinks it's me being rude. I shaved my own head again. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say you don't have a lawn, do you? Don't have a, no, I don't have a lawn. This is more of a, I mean, what I've got up top now is more of a sort of lay by with a bit of grass towards the end of summer. You know mm. what I mean? That's the sort of depiction of what's the, the coverage um, that I've got up top, but it was the bits of it were getting long again, so I, I had to go at it with my electric uh, 
And while I was doing it, my uh, son, Wilfred, uh, you know, of this parish, who has riddled me Wilfred, as you will know him, um, he decided he wanted me to shave his head. So I, I started shaving his hair. How did that go? Mm, I gave him a full late 90s uh, E17 undercut. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I gave him a Peter Andre undercut. I went right up, right up the back. So he's got like a floppy fringe over it. And um, yeah, it looks at him. It looks absolutely horrific. Absolutely horrific. So and I gave basically I was going to shave all of his hair, but then he got bored. So he just walked off. So I sort of gave him half a haircut and then he walked off. Yeah, that is traditionally not something to do is to leave the barber before the haircut's finished. That, no. is, that, that way madness and terrible haircuts lie. Wouldn't it be mad to do that just halfway through? Get, no. Get up. Yeah, nah, it's not for me, actually. Bye-bye. I'm not. This is fine. Do the other half next time. Cheerio. <laughs> Can you do me half price? Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, would you like my final update about the garden? Oh, my God. There's more garden chat. Yeah, absolutely. I bought something for the garden this week. I say garden. It's not a garden. It's a terrace. Yeah. It's like a... It's like a it's some slabs out the back of my flat. It's yeah. not... I'm overselling it by saying garden. Yeah. Yeah. I bought something for the outdoor area. That's the best thing I've ever bought. Is it? Is it a? This is something I've always wanted to have in my back garden. A yeah. uh, a goat on a tether, like in Jurassic Park. You know when there's the goat on the tether and then suddenly it's gone. I've always just thought I'd want a goat on a tether just in case, just in case, just in case. Uh, dinosaur, no dinosaur defense mechanism. It's not a goat on a tether. Okay, I'll, I'll... it's an item, Tom, which I cannot believe we, the human species, does not just all own as sort of standard. Ooh. Oh, good one. Okay. Um, you got your, you got what's in your house, guys? Chairs. Yeah, you got chairs. You got a table. Yeah, yeah got a table. Have you got a? Yeah, of course I've got one of those because it's the most comfortable thing in the world and it's a delight. Hammock. It's a hammock. It's a hammock. It's a, it's a fucking Absolutely hammock. Absolutely smashed that. I right now. I wonder. Now I know hammocks are popular across the uh, the board. Oh my god, what, so good. Whatever your physical size, but size. But Dave and I, we are both similar sizes, right? Yes. We're, we're above average sized, right? Yep. And therefore, I find it very hard to get comfortable because there's so much of me. Uh, get comfortable in what sense? I just, because there's, there's more of me, it's tricky for all the regions to come together. You know, if you imagine it politically, and I am the United Kingdom, and like mm. Wales is my left leg, oh, Wales always gets a bit annoyed, but then my right leg's Scotland and then suddenly that's kicking up do you know what I mean like it's hard for me to find that unity where my whole body is comfortable there's always something yes it's a very clear metaphor Tom it don't was, worry yeah it made perfect it sense was, yeah. yeah like Cornwall's like my left ear and that just starts itching. whereas there's something about a hammock there's something about a hammock where I'm like oh, I have okay I have never been uncomfortable in a hammock no like, like it's impossible it's impossible I mean it'd be fun to try and test that like you know how could you make someone uncomfortable in a hammock? Maybe I'll just start... <laughs> you could be psychologically made uncomfortable. Okay, yeah. Waterboarded in a hammock, maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, wasn't thinking, well, I wasn't thinking tortured. I was just thinking... Well, that would be uncomfortable, I'd say. Well, no, I could just, like, if you're lying in a hammock, I could get your mum and dad to come and kiss nearby. That would make you feel uncomfortable in a hammock. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still think it's impossible to be uncomfortable in a hammock. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, a hammock... The hammock is a really well disguised piece of comfort as well because mm. surrounding the comfort of the hammock is the least comfortable and graceful actions you will ever do in your life, which is getting in and out of a hammock. <laughs> there's no there's no way of doing that. You cannot look cool. 
there is no yeah. way, in the same way that it's not possible to eat a pot noodle and seem sophisticated. Or to be to bump into a friend, right? To bump into a friend whilst doing a scratch card, you'll only ever look a little bit desperate and <laughs> things aren't going well for you. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing there? Just, just trying to win a quid, just trying to win 10 I quid. I hadn't seen song. someone for about 15 years and I was in town. <laughs> Hi, oh my God, how are you? Yeah, no, good. Uh, no, I didn't win. Yeah, no, I, anyway, like, because there's a desperation... <laughs> Anyway. Things are fine. Things are fine. Why are you buying scratch cards? No reason. Do you want to go for dinner? Um, you can pay. But yeah, getting into the hammock is, I'd say, the least... Mm. Now, getting in is, all, is not too bad. It's just a bit ungraceful. Getting out is an absolute shambles. You've like, just got to fall out, mate. you just roll you've out. You've just got to fall out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to roll out, sort of hands on the floor, flip your legs over, hope they don't get caught in the hammock. Uh, and bearing in mind my hammock's on a on a concrete terrace, yeah. you know, I'm not falling onto grass. Well, doesn't that make you nervous when you're in your hammock? And the whole time you're in your hammock, you're thinking at the end of this is an element of peril. You know what I mean? It's like, it reminds me of going on those, when you go on to like big swimming pools and you can mm. get on those big floating Lido things and you float, this is, the, you can float quite far away from, from, from safety and you think oh, I've got to swim all the way back and am I going to be okay swimming all the way right. back and you've got all nice and sort of comfy and dry on the Lido but you've got to throw yourself back into the water so you can never quite relax when you're on the Lido because you've got to go back into the water That's- well I'll tell you what the, the problem for me is I'm happy to make my peace with the fact there's going to be a, a, dis, a an ungraceful dismount Yeah. <laughs> what I don't like about it is the lack of options within the hammock time so you only want to do one ungraceful dismount you don't want to be nipping to get some water or a drink or some snacks right, or nipping right. to the loo so you've got to settle in for a couple of hours so you've got to take and everything I've, with you yeah i've taken everything and this hammock that i bought is big enough so the other day i just sat there i had my kindle my water bottle uh my sunglasses like, i had just like, like six or seven items just oh, yeah. sort of around my feet around my legs yeah um and it was, it was actually, i had everything i could possibly need and it was really only limited by by bladder control yeah i mean that's a, that's a, a depressing fact for men isn't it that as we get older we'll only ever be able to have shorter uh periods on hammocks yeah so that is uh, like i've not double checked it but i mm. think that's probably the biggest cause of uh uh, a, a male's feeling old and, and yeah. vulnerable is, yeah. is limited hammock time. That's what old people do when you see them chat because they chat a lot, old people. Mm. And it's, they're saying to each other, how long can you do in a hammock now? I'm down to, mm. I'm down to 18 minutes. Oh, it's no. Just, yeah. I'd be thrilled with 18 minutes. Oh, minutes, to <laughs> I was going to say, me too. That's good for me. Dave, can I tell you about what I've been doing? Uh, oh, yeah. Please. I mean, I, I said, can I tell you about, you know full well what I've been doing. I have been having the most wonderful midlife crisis uh because <laughs> i just i could because uh, i turned 40 on sunday so day after tomorrow if you're listening to the podcast on friday and um i have got myself just for the summer cheeky little tesla cheeky little tesla now i know the ins and outs of this but you have to explain to people how you've got a tesla for the summer it <laughs> doesn't make you sound mad it's, there's a thing you can do where you subscribe to an electric car and and as with all subscriptions you can subscribe to it and then forget about it and then realise that you're dropping a load of money every month. Or you can just have it for a month and then think that was fun and then switch it off. So I've decided to subscribe to one for two months, just for the summer, so I can drive around in an electric car. And um, it's got autopilot on it as well. It's so much. It's just basically an What I- is the autopilot? How does that work? iPad on wheels, really. Um, autopilot, it means that much like what it says on the tin, you just, you just do a double click on the... Um, uh, on on one of the bits, 
on the windscreen like what's the what do you call the little thing that do you the, the indicator things what are they actually just, oh the the, yeah, the 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 flippers yeah what the are they called the, the, the flappers the flippers the, the wagglers the what the hell do you call them the sticks the side sticks no not the side sticks the flippy floppy side sticks no mate this is why you never got the job on top gear the flippy <laughs> floppy side sticks what are they called your, your dongles oh my god anyway you have what, to dunk- what a point for us to get stuck I and know. just grind the podcast to a halt. I don't think they're behind Lever? An indicator? No. An indicator. No, no, I'm not having that at all. Thank you very much for coming. This is fascinating. No, don't tell me. What is it? <laughs> which, which one? <laughs> the deleters applicable? You mustn't. Do, don't, don't tell me the answer. Do tell me the answer. The, wor- the accepted word appears to be stalk. Oh, stalk. Ugh. An indicator stalk. How to fix an indicator stalk? Stalk on how's car, how cars work dot com. I don't. I don't think. Um, I, I don't think I'm buying that either. To be honest, no. I'm. I'm not. I'm not entirely sold on that at all. I think Waggler was better. Oh, well, I think slidey, slidey, flippy flapper. Sl- slidey, slidey, flip. Well, okay, so you double click on the slidey, slidey, flippy flapper. Yeah. And it goes bloop. And then suddenly it's in autopilot. And then you just you let go of the wheel. And then you have to go. Whoa. But what? So, so this this is this is like a Simpsons joke from the early two thousands, where Homer misunderstands what cruise control is and just <laughs> turns cruise control on and then sits back to fall asleep. You know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. But in my head, that's kind of what autopilot is. I oh, know you. It's full autopilot. It is full autopilot. But how does it work? I'm scared and also cameras, excited. Cameras, and basically, it's a camera that does a live link up to Elon Musk, and he sits there in California <laughs> and he drives the car for you remotely, like it's a video, like he's in an arcade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he's so busy, man. He's got. He's basically driving for everyone who's got a Tesla. It, it just yeah, it does the technology. It's absolutely incredible. And so, what? You, it's autopilot uh, via your sat nav. Is that it? You put your destination in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Destination in and off you go. Now there are still legislation issues because they haven't. I don't think they're fully legal yet. So it you you basically have to hold the wheel, which kind of defeats the point. Okay, so it's less auto and more just pilot, human pilot. Yeah, essentially, it's um, it's five G technology, but we're still on very much uh uh. I was gonna say WAP. What was it? What was it? Was it called WAP? WAP. Yeah, I remember WAP. WAP. Yeah. God, that, was, that was a one, wasn't it? Um, but they're going to change. Why is it called autopilot? By, by uh, just out of interest. Well, because I tell you why, Dave. It's quite interesting because it automatically pilots you to places. So uh, yes, and now tell me, uh, complete the sentence. I'm going to get in my car later and mm, to the shops. Drive. What do you mean? Oh, so, yeah. so it should be called auto drive. Yeah, I mean, uh, not, yeah. not once does anybody use the word pilot in relation to a car ever. I know, but autopilot on a plane. Yes, absolutely makes sense because the guy that drives the plane mm. flies probably is a pilot. Traditionally known as the pilot, so an autopilot is replacing mm. the pilot. If anything, it should be called auto driver. I like to call my bit of the car right, the bit which you the, the driver's seat. There we are. Yeah. I like to call that. <laughs> no, no, you mean the the, the the underside squishy bit. Well, the bit the bit next to the flippy flappy slidey. Thing. Yeah, the the under our squishy bit. Yeah, I call that the cockpit. I do, I've, and I've used that regularly. The cockpit. Okay, that's fine. So you're the you're the exception to this rule. But anyway, carry on. So it should not be called autopilot. Let's let's change that in the lexicon. Uh, Essentially, um, on it goes, and that's it. So the technology exists where you can get into a car, everyone goes to sleep, double double click on the flippy flappy sidey thing, and then you wake up in you know wherever you've put your sat nav into. And does it does it understand traffic lights? 
Oh no, shit! No, they need to sort that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't oh, do traffic lights. No, fuck! I forgot to mention. Yeah, it's all fine apart from. Tra- yeah, of course it understands <laughs> traffic lights. Does it understand traffic lights? Yeah, and does it understand um, lanes? And uh, do, yeah, again, it, it's got the. They've thought of traffic lights, Dave. They've even thought of traffic lights. And guess what? They've even thought of corners. I mean, it's incredible the lengths they've gone to. <laughs> um, see, I can understand. I can understand how corners work and even lanes to a certain extent. Yeah, but traffic lights is. Like, we've all done the thing where you accidentally stop a bit too far and you can't see the traffic light anymore. How yeah. the fuck can it see the traffic light then? Um, it, it, it stops before the traffic light because this is the thing. Here's the kicker. Autopilot is a better driver than you. That's auto driver. The, the auto driver is auto driver. I'm going to write an email to, to yeah. Elon. Look, you can, you've got two options. You can either complete that sentence uh, by saying autopilot is a better pilot than you. If you want to call yourself the pilot, that's fine. Yeah, but then but I feel otherwise. if I'm going to do that, I'm going to have to wear sunglasses and a hat and a full suit. Yeah, And be a do. lot more attractive. Uh, yes, that is where you'll fall down. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so yeah, so it stops before. So, it, but it just works on cameras. That I just, I just wouldn't. Yes, I don't think I would yet trust the car to know when the traffic but it's lights. Only, it's work. yeah, it sees traffic lights, and it, when you're looking at the screens you drive along, it gives you little grey images of pedestrians and and cars and bikes, and it recognises the different shaped cars. So you'll go past a, a small van, and it will look at the van, and it will give you a grey computerised version of that van instantly, like oh, like. Man. It, it processes it quicker than your brain processes it. And then people walk out in front quite far ahead and it sees people. Uh, a little kid ran out in the road in front of me the other day and it spotted her and went boop, 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 boop. And she was already going back to the pavement, but it slowed the car down. Like, it's so good. It's so cool. It's such a midlife crisis. You feel like an absolute... This is the downside of owning a Tesla. You feel like a giant dildo. Once they've solved that, once they've rebranded it so you don't feel like... Like basically, there's a thing called the Tesla nod, which I've noticed, where you, when you drive go drive past other people in the Tesla, you look at each other and do a little nod, right? Got yeah, right. And there's a thing about the Tesla driver, which is it's essentially men wearing a cap and an Apple Watch, dealing with being in their forties. That is mm. that is the standard thing for Tesla drivers. Fine, I see. So we're saving the world but not really because the number of people buying Teslas and then having to buy leather jackets and probably <laughs> doing terrible things to carbon emissions. Um, yeah, it's, they're, they're, they're good. They're, it's great, but you'd feel like a dickhead. So one last quick question, and I don't want to dwell on this too much. But We've got a feature how, today as well, Dave. We really need know, to crack on. I because know, I'm, I know. Yeah. How, how far have you driven on auto driver? On auto driver? Um, also, like what have you done? What have you have you done a have you done a proper a proper spin on auto driver? And I, you just I, sort of taken it around the block. I put auto driver on when I was on the Holloway Road, and I think I went about forty yards before I got the heebie-jeebies and yes, switched right. it off. Okay, good. That's that's exactly what I would do. Yeah, it's really really good, uh, but you do get a bit nervous with within seconds. You're like, oh no, I can't do this. No, it's not happening. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, That's fine. It's sort of in a similar way. I didn't. I completely didn't trust my hammock at the start. I was like, "This is not gonna. Uh, this isn't stable enough." Like, yeah. I'd built the thing because it's a hammock with a stand because I don't have trees in yeah. the thing. So I was like, "This isn't stable. This isn't gonna hold me." This is well, you're not a small man, Dave. You're not a small. No, but man. I just, I just didn't trust that these sort of three poles were gonna hold any weight, really. But then. Mm. Once I'd sort of tested it and it had locked into place, I was like, oh my God, this thing is strong as shit. And uh, then my confidence rocketed up. Um, but there you go. Uh, are, you reading, are you reading the text message? 
from Steve, yeah. <laughs> just you stop <laughs> Really good, Dave. That, and basically, there's a WhatsApp group that is essentially, you know, as a presenter, Dave, this is your in-ear notes from the producer. And, you, and so anyway, and then I... I just stopped, didn't I? Can you spot the moment the professional <laughs> presenter got distracted by feedback, talkback from the producer? Oh, I mean, do you want to try and finish the sentence or should we just bail and get Beth on? Can't remember what it was. Play a sting. Gareth Bale. Welcome to All Rather Mysterious, the podcast that aims to unlock the mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is John Rain. My name is Eleanor Morton. My name is David Reed. Please join us as we present to you mysteries that have baffled the world. You had any noises? What about um, a door creaking? Uh, you, don't, uh, you don't have to do that. That weird kadook that yeah, lights lots. going off makes for some reason in film. <laughs> All rather mysterious. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Beth Murray. Do you want to come and do your Elaine on the same page? She gets, by the way, guys, FYI, she's, she's got annoyed about me calling it Elaine Page. Oh, really? Mm. But I'll bring it up. Do, you, do we ever say, welcome back, Dave? I'm never quite sure. Or do we no, just we start don't. talking? Oh, oh, we right, just so, start talking. Okay, so well, don't, we've, we've done it. Don't say welcome back. Yeah, don't say welcome back. But the, the podcast... So, meanwhile, uh, continuing on with the show today. Oof, <laughs> oh, God, so, <laughs> so smooth like um, a lovely whiskey. Oh, that actually, God. That actually... That made my wife laugh so much that it hurt my eardrum through a headphone. I've never heard your wife laugh at any of your stand-up comedy that loud. No, she's confused by all my stand-up comedy because it goes over her head. <laughs> so, so, meanwhile, on Cabin Fever Weekly 3. <laughs> welcome back after the adverts. Don't say welcome back, though, Dave. We said we don't say welcome back. No, I know. It's fine. Okay. Well, okay. So, um, I'm, I don't think I want to introduce her now because I'm cross with her. You can introduce. I don't think you can introduce I, me. <laughs> you can introduce her, Dave. Well, Dave can't introduce you. In case he, he might get a note from the producer, which will stop him mid-sentence. Yes, well, this is the problem, is that what you've done, and this is, I'm thrilled, because just before the adverts, Beth, uh, Tom mocked me for uh, basically a technical broadcasting mistake, and, uh, and then he's just done that absolute farty fuck of a... Why didn't you just say, descant, descant, to him over <laughs> I feel like a right descant at the moment, guys. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, welcome to the podcast, uh, Sunday Times top seven best-selling author Beth Morrie. Thank you. Uh, for thank your re- sem- now semi-regular because the podcast itself is semi-regular. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. Future. Don't don't tell her that we're doing it weekly because I've still been going oh. upstairs every day, <laughs> sitting in your studio for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, we need to keep that absolutely under wraps. Yeah. So it's cabin fever five to seven days a week now. That's why yes. I've been going upstairs for an hour and a half every day. <laughs> Uh, welcome, welcome, Beth. How are you? 
I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Dave? Good, very well, thank you. I'd like to begin by uh, saying I enjoyed your blog this week. Oh, thank you uh, very much. Oh, you love Hamilton, don't you? I do love Hamilton. Yeah, and I love your television blog. And when the two combine, what a joy. Uh, so you guys watched it. Uh, this is, oh, we haven't talked about this, have we, Tom? Bloody hell. What? We haven't talked about Hamilton. Oh, it's very good. You should watch it. We haven't talked about Hamilton on the podcast. I realise that we've done the absolute cardinal sin and Mm. we've had a conversation that we haven't recorded this week where we did discuss Hamilton, me and you. Mm. Just Mm. a sort of casual, friendly conversation. You didn't share it with the nation. No, should we recreate it? No, embarrassing, isn't it? So how did we talk? Rewind. Good. Good, very good. Um... Uh, yeah, Hamilton. Oh, mate, I watched Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I, be- I believe, because uh, I read it somewhere on the internet, that you two watched it in two halves. Is that right? We made the intermission last for 24 hours. <laughs> uh, it's very handy having a sort of very specific uh, break, isn't it? Well, and also because it was an interval, technically we could drink wine throughout it, which made breakfast mm. a fascinating ride the next morning. <laughs> um, no, it was good because it is quite, I mean, you know, Hamilton is, but th- what, three and a half hours? Uh, three, yeah, three all in, three all in. So it was nice to have a break. Um, it's very good. It's got lots of songs, and um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. But what was annoying is, let me paint you a picture, Dave. When Beth and I watch TV together, which is a daily occurrence, um, I sit on the left, right? She sits on the right, and then she drapes her legs over me, and her feet land in my lap. Okay, and then I have to squeeze her feet. She likes having her feet squeezed not not massaged not like a mm, central like oh she she wants like a vice like grip until it mm. she can feel like it's breaking okay? okay no idea why um so uh we sat on the sofa and uh we watched hamilton and what was annoying was that she couldn't stop dancing so your fucking feet in my lap you were basically healing my bollocks for an hour and a half of high end entertainment this is true yeah. <laughs> no denial <laughs> A lady of few words Unless she's writing them down um, You did, it was quite annoying And you were fidgeting away And But then I was pleased that when you wrote your, your blog That you, you referenced this What, that you squeezed my feet? That you were dancing Oh yeah, And it annoyed me because you were sort of jiggling around Well and... I, I stood up to clap at the end of each song yeah, Which you thought a... was a bit weird <laughs> <That was annoying. laughs> Every single song was it? Uh, no, actually, not all of them, but the big numbers. Yeah. The, yeah. Also, I'm slightly annoyed as well. It's quite we're quite prickly at the moment with each other. I think it's because I'm having my midlife crisis. Um, uh, I'm slightly annoyed that she didn't use a joke. I offered up a joke for her blog, and she didn't use it. It okay. wasn't good enough. Understand? I, I understand that exact <laughs> Dave feeling you no have there. Of that. <laughs> Absolutely understand it. Too, I can, like so well. You can hear the surprise in his voice there. What? So I <laughs> wait. It was the beginnings of a joke. Uh, yeah, okay, again, very familiar. He's setting up really well. <laughs> so I was suggesting that that Beth could do a thing in her blog where she says, it's so nice to watch Disney Plus or to watch Hamilton on Disney Plus when most evenings I find myself having to catch up with my friends online, right? So instead of being in the Zoom where it happened... <laughs> I think we've lost Dave. Actually, I can't hear. Yeah, I think that was no, so convoluted. I think we've lost Dave. Yeah, we've <laughs> I'm back. Sorry, we've definitely sorry. Lost I just him. cut out there. My reaction must have been. Uh, you didn't silent. miss anything. I no, I, I don't think we could hear your your laughter. I think there was a problem with your broadband, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, that's exactly because what there's a song in Hamilton called "In the Room" where it happened. 
you see. Yes, you see. No, and so I, I said in the Zoom where it happened, you see. And Zoom is a is a is an application people use to have video calls, you see. So yes. I. Yes. No. No. I'm. 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 What I will say, Tom, is that I'm happy to. Uh, what, what's the diplomatic way of putting this? Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm happy to tell you that that joke has been thought of by a number of different people. Right. Three months ago. Right. Uh, when lockdown happened. Right. Uh, and therefore, you're in good company. Great. Just who else did the joke? Months, who, who did the joke? I'd, I'd say all of Twitter. Right. For about a week and a half did that. Right. And right. when Hamilton was announced that it was coming out on Disney. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. fine. That's so good. what you're saying like, is, I'm absolutely tipped up, but I am March 2020. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's, all right. That's, happy with that? Yeah, yeah, it's a great place to be. First time I've been vaguely contemporary for years, so that's really good. <laughs> You're catching up slowly. Exactly. Listen, we need to do something contemporary, so uh, it's time for Beth Murray to do On the Same Page, but we're no longer allowed to call it On the Same Page without a lame page, because she said specifically she doesn't want me mentioning a lame page because it annoys her. It's just okay. confusing, and also a lame page is, like, not contemporary really it, Hamilton is much more contemporary in a musical right. sense so right okay so agreed agreed fine. I'm, well, I'm totally with Betha uh, Dave did you have did we have a theme tune from the same I don't page? think we did no mm. well I good because she'll start jiggling along and healing note. me in the balls it was on the same note oh, it was on the same <laughs> was it? Note. Um, one of my classic on the same note themes because I was jealous <laughs> I was jealous on the same page <laughs> that's like monk flame <laughs> chants <laughs> without a lane page no Oh no, alone page. Sorry, yes. God's because sake. Wilfred had a sting or a little, a little yes, did, jingle, and I didn't. Little theme tune. Yeah, sorry about that. Well, there you go. I mean, I can definitely do one on the same note. Oh yeah, because it's on the same page. I get. I remember why we did that. <laughs> now, that makes loads of sense now. Do you on see? the same page slash note? The end. Great, great. Okay, so here we go then. So, um, over to you, my wife. Okay, well, just to recap, on the same page is where I take. Two books, one old, one new, but maybe vaguely linked by a theme. And I read the same page out of each of them so that we can compare them in a literary, highfalutin way. Right. So in this week, this episode, um, I thought I would go for normal people because everyone watched the TV show um, and I watched the TV show and I read the book. So I'm fully briefed. Mm-hmm. Um, so Normal People by Sally Rooney. Also, our relationship is a little bit like Normal People. It well, is in it? no way it's like Normal very, People. very sexual. Yeah. Um, and so then I was looking for a kind of older parallel. And what I've come up with is D.H. Lawrence's Lady Chatterley's Lover. Mm. Oh, naughty. So those are the two I've chosen. So a bit of blue, Dave. Are you ready? Actually, I'm excited. We could test uh, how uncomfortable all this sex makes you feel, Dave, by putting you in your hammock and seeing if we can make you feel uncomfortable. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? The hammock's upstairs is the problem. Okay, <laughs> okay so um, which one are you going to do first? Uh, right, so um, let's do Lady Chatterley's Lover first, because okay. that came first. <clears throat> um, all <laughs> um, right, John Thomas. Um it was published in 1928, and I think it was also banned in 1928 for being so raunchy. Um, and it tells the story of Lady Chatterley, who's posh, um, and Mellors the gamekeeper, who isn't posh, and the torrid sex that they have. I'm not going to read a sexy bit, because that would be too embarrassing. No, hang on, I want a sexy bit. If no, not... because it's just too embarrassing. Why is it going to be details about him gardening, then? What's... No, no, it isn't. All right, what page are you doing? Um, well, I've chosen today 
page 48 because I'm writing someone about a woman who's stuck on page 48 of a book and can't get past it. So I thought, let's stick with 48. 48, okay. Uh, Okay, so this is page 48 of Lady Chatterley's Lover. Why do you have to say Lady Chatterley's Lover like that? (laughs) Because I'm puerile. Lady Chatterley's Lover. I feel like I'm just sort of eavesdropping on one of your sort of evenings in. Yeah, yeah. this is what happens. Stop jiggling. Just to set up this page, I think it's um, Connie uh, talking to her husband about whether she might have an affair or not, and he's kind of chilled. Gotcha. Okay. And wouldn't you mind what man's child I had, she asked. Why, Connie, I should trust your natural instinct of decency and selection. You just wouldn't let the wrong sort of fellow touch you. She thought of Michaelis. He was absolutely Clifford's idea of the wrong sort of fellow. But men and women have different feelings about the wrong sort of fellow, she said. No, he replied, you care for me. I don't believe you would ever care for a man who was purely antipathetic to me. Your rhythm wouldn't let you. She was silent. Logic might be unanswerable because it was so absolutely wrong. And should you expect me to tell you, she asked, glancing up at him almost furtively. Not at all, I'd better not know. But you do agree with me, don't you, that the casual sex thing is nothing compared to the long life lived together? Don't you think one can just subordinate the sex thing to the necessities of a long life? Just use it, since that's what we're driven to. After all, do these temporary excitements matter? Isn't the whole problem of life the slow building up of an integral personality through the years, living an integrated life? There's no point in a disintegrated life. If lack of sex is going to disintegrate you, then go out and have a love affair. If lack of a child is going to disintegrate you, then have a child if you possibly can. But only do these things so that you have an integrated life that makes a long, harmonious thing. And you and I can do that together, don't you think? If we adapt ourselves to the necessities and at the same time weave the adaptation together into a peace with our steadily lived life. Don't you agree? Connie was a little overwhelmed by his words. She knew he was right, theoretically. But when she actually touched her steadily lived life with him, she hesitated. Was it actually her destiny to go on weaving herself into his life all the rest of her life? Nothing else? Was it just that? She was to be content to weave a steady life with him, all one fabric, but perhaps brocaded with the occasional flower of an adventure. But how could she know what she would feel next year? How could one ever know? So did, I didn't know that about Lady Chatterley's lover. No. So she, she was, he, he basically said, go on, go and have some fun. Yeah, he did, but I, d- I think what the implication is there that he did not say shag the gamekeeper. Understood. It was a certain class of fellow right. that he expected her to get jiggy with. Right, so have a go on someone, but as long as they're above a so- certain social strata. Very classist, isn't it? Yeah. So, anyway, that's why I thought there was a parallel, because in normal people, yes. Marianne is kind of posher than Connell. Oh, I see, like in Lady Chatterley, yes. Because his mum does the cleaning for them. Mm. For the big house, So I thought, you know, it's basically the same. Yeah. And there's a lot of sex. Mm. I can really tell you got an English degree from Cambridge just then. (laughs) You said said it's basically the same when there's a lot of sex. I should write York notes. Someone give her a first. (laughs) I would do the A-level as set by your exam board. (laughs) To be fair, for these books, all the sex, there'd be the pork notes. Why don't we do the pork notes? Pork notes, sex in books. Yeah, we'll just write loads of stuff about sex in books. Because when I read Fifty Shades of Grey, I kept just wanting to jump. Where's the sex bits? And you you (laughs) could have that. The pork notes. Fuck. That's it. Nobody steal that idea. It's yours. No, anything that happens on this podcast is all mine. Thank you. Um, Anyway, normal people. I've got to resist the urge 
to do this in my Irish accent, which which isn't an Irish accent. It's Mrs. Doyle. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going. No, very so problematic. I've got to, I've got do to resist yeah. doing that. I'm just going to do it normal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And this is um, basically Connell deciding what to do at university. I think. Okay. Lovely. English, he says. His aunts and uncles are all very impressed with his decision to put Trinity as his first choice, which embarrasses him. He'll qualify for the full maintenance grant if he does get in, but even at that, he'll have to work full-time over the summer and at least part-time during term. Lorraine says she doesn't want him having to work too much through college. She wants him to focus on his degree. That makes him feel bad because it's not like English is a real degree you can get a job out of. It's just a joke. And then he thinks he probably should have applied for law after all. Lorraine comes back to the ward now. Her shoes make a flat clapping noise on the tiles. She starts to talk to his grandmother about the consultant who's on leave and about Dr O'Malley and the X-ray. She relays all this information very carefully, writing down the most important things on a piece of notepaper. Finally, after his grandmother kisses his face, they leave the ward. He disinfects his hands in the corridor while Lorraine waits. Then they go out down the stairs and out of the hospital into the bright, clammy sunshine. After the fundraiser the other night, Marianne told him this thing about her family. He didn't know what to say. He just started telling her that he loved her. It just happened, like drawing your hand back when you touch something hot. She was crying and everything, and he just said it without thinking. Was it true? He didn't know enough to know that. At first, he thought it must have been true, since he said it. And why would he lie? But then he remembered he does lie sometimes, without planning to, or knowing why. Well, that was very good. And thank thank you for resisting the Irish accent. Um, it's probably yes, best for us all. Though. On behalf of my people, I'm very pleased that you didn't do that. You also did a, a, a slightly dramatic pause right at the start, which uh, I had to resist laughing out loud because you set it up by saying, uh, I think this is about Connell deciding what to decide to do at university. And you just started the passage with English. <laughs> and I thought that was it. <laughs> that's the entire page. Yeah, that's but, all it is. It's very minimal, normal people. <laughs> less is more when you're writing, less is more. Um, Thrilled. Uh, that was great! Wow, thanks. I mean, I've... I haven't read. I haven't read Normal People the book, and I, I admittedly, I'm only halfway through Normal People the series. Yeah, because um, I started it and got distracted by Hamilton, basically. I, so um, Normal People the series is just a bit dull, isn't it? It's just it's all a bit, you know, what are you doing at uni? And it's all a bit like oh, no, humdrum. I think it's, it's sort of like the book. It's sort of weirdly gripping, but you can't work out quite mm. why. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, nothing's happening. No, it's you're 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 locked in, aren't you? Can you see what I've done? Yeah, I, I can see that Tom's doodled a pair of tits, which is probably his primary interest in normal Sauce. people. Mm. While you were doing that, I doodled a pair of tits. That's awful, isn't it? I yeah, it's so lowbrow. You lower the that. tone. Oh, my God. Um, Lady, Chatley, Lady Chatley's lover, Dave, you should read, though, because um, you went to Nottingham Uni and it's all Nottingham, isn't it? Nottingham. Yes, that's true. I thought, well, yeah, I was going to say, you haven't read it either, have you? I wonder why I specifically should read it. But. Uh, no, I have read it. I read it when I was about 18, though. Yeah, I can't remember much about so. it. Does he, he puts flowers in her hair in a wood or something? I haven't got a shag? bloody that's clue. That's literally all I can remember. I remember it. Sean Bean played Lady Chatterley's lover, didn't yes, he? he? played and, the guard. Uh, Jolie Richardson, was she Lady Chatterley, I think? Sure. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's all I can remember. We're not very good at reviewing TV elements here, are we? We need sort of improve our knowledge. No, it's the books that count. It's the anyway. books that count. But, yeah. but the, I, I really enjoyed Normal People, the book, but I can't quite work out why. Um, it's worth saying the thing you're watching on TV, which you love at the moment, is not Hamilton. Little Fires Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Little Fires um, Everywhere is amazing. And that is incredible. And actually, the what's it called? The Destroy You thing, which I need to watch as well. I'm the, I'm I may the, destroy you. Um, yeah. Oh, it's, Mika- it's amazing. Like, every, yeah. every end of the episode, my jaw is on the floor. Mm. 
Mm. There you go. There you go. TV and book recommendations. What more could you possibly want? Mm-hmm. On the same page and the same note. <laughs> <laughs> it somehow seems like a different note every time, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have to, I have to change it That's the variety of my musicality, uh, guys. Yeah. You can't teach this stuff. <laughs> um, thank you very much for coming. Goodbye. Bye. She's just uh, I'll give you a commentary now. She's just leaving the room. She's just walking out. Are you going? Are we going to have some lunch? Yes. Have, have you got a lunch plan? That's my that's my euphemism for make me some lunch. Isn't that awful? I do it every time. Is it? Absolutely is there a plan for lunch? Um, Talking of that, I've got about twenty minutes of lunch now before my next meeting, so I'm going to go. Okay, mate, make the most of it. Absolute pleasure to talk to you, Dave. And um, well, I mean, we should do this again next week, shall we? I'd say so. Yes, please. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> but, but you sprung that on me, much like me springing music on you. You've sprung the end on me. Hang yes, on. but all you have to say when I say goodbye is goodbye. No, Let's try again. Quick role play. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. So was that the practice or was that the actual one? I did. Uh, it. Oh, that was the practice. Okay, yeah. do the practice again. So practice. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, yeah, I got it. All right, let's mm, learn bit that. Quicker, a bit quicker. Yeah. Let's just copy what I say. Yeah, okay. Goodbye, Tom. Goodbye, Tom. Cabin God, that's good comedy, isn't it? Yeah, because Great. your name is Dave, but yeah, I said no. Because you said, say what I say, so I just oh, said it. Oh, no. It's really good. It's very <laughs> natural. Yeah. Now it's started. Oh, yeah, we should record an episode now, really. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 